Welcome to the Send from Disneyland podcast. Here, age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard is an image of Goofy looking at the Matterhorn while a girl in a white and red dress tugs on his ear. Printed on the back of the card is Matterhorn Mountain, a Disneyland landmark. The snow-capped Matterhorn Mountain towers majestically over all of the Magic Kingdom. High-speed bobsled runs carry guests down its slopes and through a glacier grotto inside the mountain. It's postmarked July 22, 1965. I assume he visited the park on Wednesday, July 21st, when the park hours were from 9 a.m. until midnight. The weather was a high of 80 and a low of 56. It's addressed to Grandma and Grandpa Warner of Petaluma, California. It reads, Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandpa. We are having fun. Douglas Canner. It's appropriate that there is a four-cent Lincoln stamp on this postcard. The Sunday before this card was sent, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln opened on Main Street in Disneyland. Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln was originally planned for an expansion of Main Street USA called Liberty Street. President Lincoln would have been part of a larger attraction called the Hall of Presidents. A version of the Hall of Presidents would find its way to Walt Disney World's Liberty Square. Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln was the most advanced audio animatronic of its time and was built for the Illinois Pavilion at the 1964 World's Fair in New York. The animatronic was so advanced, rumors from the press previews suggested the audio animatronic president would walk around and shake hands with the audience. The audio animatronic Lincoln that Douglas could have seen would have been the first copy of the original. The original Lincoln is displayed in Florida's attraction, One Man's Dream. The duplicate attraction was placed in the Main Street Opera House. The Opera House facade was one of the first buildings to be constructed in the park. The building was used to store lumber and was a woodworking area for the park until 1961. Following that, the space was used for a Babes in Toyland movie exhibit, then as a TV studio for the Mickey Mouse Club, then the Mickey Mouse Club headquarters. The attraction was sponsored by Lincoln Savings and Loan Association and was an e-ticket attraction in 1965. But if you were under the age of 17, as I guess by the postcard our author Douglas was, you received a special ticket in your park ticket book. This ticket was for a free admission to the attraction, and it read, So young people may have a better knowledge of the man who played such an important part in American history. Walt Disney Productions invites you to be their guest to spend a few great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Even the back of a child's ticket book would mention the complimentary ticket. A summer guide I have from 1971 lists the attraction as a sea ticket attraction, but also mentions that kids would still receive a free ticket.
The front of our next card has a picture of Sleeping Beauty Castle when it was blue and light gray. In the moat, you can see a single black swan. On the back it reads, Gateway to the land of fantasy, the drawbridge of Sleeping Beauty Castle beckons guests into the realm of Fantasyland, the happiest kingdom of them all. It's postmarked August 11th, 1983, and I assume the sender visited the park during the week prior, when park hours that entire week started at 9am and went until midnight. The temperature that week was in the low 90s and down to the low 70s. It was sent to Oma and Grandpa Hoak of Portland, Oregon. It reads, Dear Oma and Grandpa, I left Portland at 3 a.m. Wednesday morn, the 3rd, and got to Riverside about noon on Thursday. It's been hot, 100 to 105 degrees, and humid every day. But I'm having a nice, relaxing time. Disneyland was fun, as usual, but so many long lines and lots of people. Hope all is well with you. Love, Kelly. Portland to Disneyland, or in this case Riverside, is a very long drive. I assume Kelly stopped somewhere in Northern California or Central California to split up the drive. 1983 was a big year for Fantasyland. Around Labor Day in 1982, most of Fantasyland was closed in preparation for a $50 million reconstruction of Fantasyland. The facades of Fantasyland's dark rides were changed from a medieval fair to being more themed to their attractions. Pinocchio's Daring Journey replaced the old Fantasyland Theater, and the teacups were moved closer to the Alice in Wonderland attraction. King Arthur's Carousel was moved to where the teacups were, and the Chicken of the Sea Pirate Ship and Restaurant, or Captain Hook's Galley, was removed and Dumbo shifted into its current location. I hope you remember to send a postcard to your grandparents the next time you're at the park or on any vacation. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would also help to leave a five-star rating or comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you would like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. A special shout out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to Elise Sharp, our latest patron. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter, at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, please send me a postcard addressed to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests from the Sent From Disneyland podcast.